Daniel 9, 24 to 27 is one of the most detailed and important prophecies found in the Bible. It identifies the timing of both the first and second advents of the Messiah. The prophecy contains fewer than 200 words, but covers 70 prophetic weeks or 490 years from the time of Daniel to the end of the age. The focus of the prophecy is the nation of Israel and the city of Jerusalem. Experts believe 483 years or 69 prophetic weeks have already been fulfilled, leaving us with seven years or one prophetic week in the future. Are you still with me? You don't have to be smarter than a fifth grader to understand Bible prophecy, but it does require faith to see what God sees in the future. I'm Ron Jones, and this is Something Good. Almost every day, the nation of Israel is in the news. Have you ever wondered why? Hi, I'm Brian Davis. Welcome into this Friday edition of Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Another day, another news story about trouble in the Middle East. Let's go behind the headlines, behind the columns and television segments brought to us by the mainstream media to find out why the nation of Israel is and will continue to be so prominent. That's where Ron takes us next as he continues his teaching series, Mysteries of Babylon, how the prophecies of Daniel prepare us for the return of Jesus Christ. Stop by our new and improved website, somethinggoodradio.org, to listen to the broadcast on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. From Daniel chapter 9, here's Ron with his Something Good Radio message, The Future of the Nation of Israel. I am reading from Daniel chapter 9, beginning in verse 20. Daniel says, while I was speaking and praying, confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my plea before the Lord my God for the holy hill of my God. While I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the first, came to me in swift flight at the time of the evening sacrifice. He made me understand, speaking with me and saying, O oh, Daniel, I have now come out to give you insight and understanding. At the beginning of your pleas for a mercy, a word went out, and I have come to tell it to you, for you are greatly loved. Therefore, consider the word and understand the vision. Now verse 24, and here's the vision Daniel received. Seventy weeks are decreed about your people and your holy city to finish the transgression, to put an end to sin, and to atone for iniquity to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal both vision and profit, and to anoint a most, most holy place. Know therefore and understand that from the going out of the word to restore and build Jerusalem to the coming of an anointed one, a prince, there shall be seven weeks. Then for sixty-two weeks it shall be built again with squares and moat, but in a troubled time. And after the sixty-two weeks an anointed one shall be cut off and shall have nothing. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Its end shall come with a flood, and to the end there shall be war. Desolations are decreed. And he shall make a strong covenant with many for one week. 
And for half of the week he shall put an end to sacrifice and offering, and on the wing of abominations shall come one who makes desolate until the decreed end is poured out on the desolator." Now hardly a day goes by that we don't receive some bit of news, maybe a news headline or something else about an ongoing conflict in a part of the world known as the Middle East. And that conflict always involves or surrounds a, a nation known as, as Israel. Hardly a day goes by. Whatever news source, you know, you're looking at, cable news or, you know, regular network news channels, social media, I mean, there's hardly a day that goes by that Israel is not in the news. Uh, maybe it's a, a rocket that's fired from the Gaza Strip into Israel. Maybe it's a conflict between, you know, political powers, you know, something about the Israelis, the Palestinians. You ever wonder why it's so prevalent in the news? You ever wonder why this little nation that, yeah, you can barely see it on a map, it's nestled against the Mediterranean Sea. The geography is not much bigger than the state of New Jersey, but it's always in the news. It's always in conflict. Leader after leader, president after president, prime minister after prime minister has tried to negotiate some sort of peace in the Middle East, but they always, they always fall short. Why, why is it? Why is that nation so such a hotbed? And why is it in the news all the time? Well, I think the answer to the question is you, you really have to go beyond the headlines, beyond the politics. You have to get behind uh, uh, the news stories and, and understand the answer through the pages of Scripture. And you have to take a peek and a glimpse inside the heavenly realms. That's a term that's often used by the Apostle Paul in the New Testament to describe that place, not on physical earth and not in heaven itself, but somewhere in between in the heavenly realms where spiritual conflicts are taking place. Now, why is it that down through the ages and even in our time, there is such a hatred, an anti-Semitism that rises up against the Jewish people alongside a deep love for the Jewish people, and there's that kind of conflict? I think there's only one reason for it, and that is because the devil himself hates God's chosen people. Do you remember a conversation that Jesus had with a, a woman around a watering well? Think of it as sort of a, uh, a water cooler conversation at the office uh, 2,000 years ago. They were both around the watering well, and they were talking about worship and Israel and all of that, and Jesus says, yeah, you, you, you worship in ways that you do not know. We worship in ways we do know. And then Jesus said these words, because salvation is from the Jews. Salvation is from the Jews. And what he was doing was downloading all of Old Testament history and Old Testament Scripture, all of the patriarchs, all of the prophets that came through the Hebrew people. And the Scriptures and the prophecies that spoke of Messiah came through the Hebrew people. And even Messiah himself, and she didn't know she was standing right there in the presence of the anointed one, but even Messiah himself was a Jew. I always smile when some people talk about the black Jesus, the white Jesus, the red, the yellow, the brown Jesus. No, he was a Middle Eastern 
Jew. Jesus was Jewish. Salvation, the Messiah, came from the Jewish people. And the devil hates that. The devil hates it. To understand just the, the, the palpable despise in some people's hearts for the Jewish people, you got to understand how much the devil hates God's plan to redeem and save and, yes, even bless the entire earth through the Jewish people. And you'll get some sense as to why there's such conflict there uh, in the Middle East. Before our time is over, I'm going to give you three reasons why I believe Christians should love and support Israel. But before we get there, we have some work to do in Daniel chapter 9, uh, verses 20 through 27, and specifically verses 24 to 27. 24 to 27 represents uh, one of the most powerful prophecies you'll find anywhere in the Old or New Testament. It really is the key that unlocks all other prophecies. In Daniel 9, 24 to 27, God answers Daniel's prayer with a far-reaching revelation about Israel, about Israel, a far-reaching revelation that was not previously given or previously even known. If you've been with us in our study of the book of Daniel, you know Daniel is, a, you know, Old Testament Bible prophecy par excellence. I mean, next to the book of Revelation in the New Testament, Daniel is, is a great place to go for Bible prophecy enthusiasts, for anybody who wants a glimpse into the future from God's perspective. And, uh, but up to this point, all the prophecies that we've looked at in the book of Daniel, and I'm thinking Daniel chapter 2, Daniel chapter 7, Daniel chapter 8, all of them are prophecies about major Gentile empires. Uh, most of them from our perspective, our ancient history, from Daniel's time, from about 605 B.C. and forward, it was all future. We're talking about the rise of the Babylonians, the Medo-Persians, the Grecian Empire, the Roman Empire, and then if you go all the way to the end of the age, as some of these prophecies do, the rise again of the revived Roman Empire, okay? All of these have been prophecies about major Gentile world empires. Now in Daniel 9, 24 to 27, it's all about Israel. It's about Israel's future from the time of Daniel all the way uh, to the end of the age. I think it's worth noting that the prophecy comes in answer to Daniel's prayer. Remember that last time we were together, we talked about the power of prayer and prophecy, and we, we looked at Daniel's prayer in verses 1 to 19 of Daniel chapter 9. We learned some things about prayer. As Daniel modeled this very important spiritual discipline called prayer, we said that prayer uh, needed to be focused on the will of God and on the Word of God. And those two things uh, need to be together. You discover the will of God by the Word of God, and when you pray the Word of God, you pray the will of God. We also said that prayer needed to be fervent, needed to be passionate. No, now I lay me down to sleep kind of praying did you get from Daniel. And thirdly, Daniel's prayer was frequent, right? Uh, he prayed three times a day. Uh, we learn from uh, his biography here in the Old Testament book of Daniel. And in response to that time in prayer, which later we learn in chapter 10, he was praying and fasting for 21 days, 21 days. Some of us have a hard time waiting for God to give us an answer in 21 hours or 21 minutes. He was praying and fasting for 21 days when Gabriel shows up. 
Don't you love the angel Gabriel? You know, when, it, when Gabriel shows up, it's an important uh, situation, isn't it? And in verses 20 through 23, there's this conversation that Gabriel has with Daniel. He says, Daniel, when you first started praying from the first word, the answer was on its way. But we learn from chapter 10, and we'll get there next time. Gabriel, from, from heaven to where Daniel was on earth, got caught up in a spiritual conflict. And we get this incredible insight into spiritual warfare and this, this uh, uh, reminder of how persistence in prayer matters. It helps uh, uh, the angels of heaven even do battle for us in the heavenly realms. But on the 21st day, Gabriel breaks through the heavenly realms and brings Daniel the answer. Uh, there's a little lesson here when you look at the at the balance of editorial space in Daniel chapter 9, there's at least 19 verses, if not 23 verses given to Daniel's prayer life, followed by, well, verses 24 to 27, incredible insights, insights into God's prophetic plan. Friends, spend time in prayer. Spend lengthy time in prayer. Spend, spend more time in prayer. You can always spend more time in prayer, and so can I. And it's a, it's a pathway into a deeper understanding of God's Word and a deeper understanding of, uh, of what He is doing in this world. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more of Dr. Ron Jones' message, The Future of the Nation of Israel. If you're new to the program, we'd like you to know we have a brand new website that features all of Ron's messages. The web address is somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. When you stop by, use the Partner tab at the top of the homepage to check out the 828 Club, a special group of people who partner with Ron so that he can keep sharing the truth of God's Word the whole year through. Join the 828 Club from our website or feel free to call us at 757 757- 276-1099. Again, that number is 757-276-1099. Well, it's the most important prophecy in all the Bible as it relates to the nation of Israel. And it comes your way next in the rest of today's Something Good Radio message, the future of the nation of Israel. Once again, here's Dr. Ron Jones. Now, with that in mind, um, Let's work our way through verses 24 to 27. Again, probably the most important prophecy in the Old or New Testament, the key that unlocks all others and gives us a a comprehensive view, certainly as it relates to the nation of Israel. Verse 24 is a summary verse. And uh, we learn some things that we kind of need to nail down about how to understand this prophecy. Uh, We learn this in verse 24. And let me just tell you ahead of time, uh, there's a math lesson in today's message, all right? You're going to have to be a little smarter than a fifth grader when it comes to math, and the number seven is really important, all right, and multiples of seven. Seven is God's perfect number. Keep in mind, the Antichrist number is six. Always falls short of God's perfection. Man does. Even if you multiply it three times, like six, 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 you'll still fall short, all right? God's number is seven. And I'm not big into Bible numerology, all right? There's some people who really take that to the nth degree. Be careful with the far extremes of that. But when there, there's clear math and numbers in the Scripture, 
and you don't have to go into 16 layers of the Semitic language in order to, you know, come up with some numerology thing. But when they're clear and they're on the surface, pay attention to them. God is a precise mathematician, and he uses the perfect number, heaven's perfect number, seven, in multiples here. Here's what we learn from verse 24. Seventy weeks are decreed about your people and your holy city to finish the transgression, to put an end to sin, and to atone for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal both vision and prophet, and to anoint a most holy place. What are some things we need to learn from this as we uh, begin to interpret this prophecy? Number one, one prophetic week equals seven years. I'm not going to go deep into the discussion, the scholarly discussion on this, but when, when Daniel or the angel says 70 weeks, a prophetic week is not a week of days, but a week of years, kind of like in some cases in the Old Testament, the Sabbath is a Sabbath day, and then there are Sabbath years. It's just a multiple of seven. So one prophetic week equals seven years. Seventy weeks, therefore, do the math here. We're talking about 490 years of history and prophecy. The prophecy that Daniel received has to do with 490 years, not 490 days. It's pretty easy to come to the conclusion that none of this could happen and did happen in 490 days, but 490 years of Israeli prophecy, okay? Also keep in mind, and this will come into play a little bit later, the Jewish calendar is such that one year equals 360 days. Now, we're on the Greco-Roman calendar, 365 days, and to make up for some things that happen, we do a leap year from time to time. They just do something a little bit different to adjust and to recalculate, but a Jewish calendar is based on 360 years. The other thing we need to understand is this is a prophecy concerning Israel and Jerusalem specifically. Look in verse 24, 70 weeks are decreed about your people and your holy city. Daniel, this is a prophecy that encompasses 490 years of future history and prophecy about your people, the Hebrew people, the Jewish people, Israel and your holy city, Jerusalem specifically. And there are six things that are mentioned that when this prophecy is fulfilled in its entirety will happen to finish the transgression, to put an end to sin, to atone for iniquity, and so on and so forth. I just read that. Uh, there's general consensus that these six things, that some of them have been fulfilled, but not all of them. Some of them sound a lot like, you know, Jesus on the cross the coming of Messiah in the first advent, to finish the transgression, to put an end to sin, to atone for iniquity. You know, it sounds a little bit like the coming of Messiah. The latter part, the, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal both vision and prophet, to anoint a most holy place. There are varying debates about all of this, but uh, uh, the general agreement that um, this prophecy has started the fulfillment of it, but it hasn't been completed yet. It started, but it hasn't been completed. And for those who say that it's been completed, let me just add this. You have to do some pretty wild prophetic and historical gymnastics to suggest that everything in verse uh, 25, 26, and 27 have taken place in history, 
all right? So let's just suffice it to say it started, but it hasn't been uh, completed. Now, with that in mind, verses 25 to 27 break down the 70 weeks, Daniel's 70 weeks, Israel's 70 weeks, into three different um, time spans. Uh, 49 years or seven weeks, prophetic weeks, 434 years or 62 weeks, and seven years, one week remaining, okay? So you have seven weeks, 62 weeks, which make up 69 weeks, or 483 of the 490 years. Are you following the math here? And then you have this one week that's dangling out there wondering what this is all about. Let's, let's first talk about the seven weeks. Verse 25 says, know therefore and understand. Now, let me just pause right there. This was hard for Daniel to know and understand. He didn't have near the information that we have, the New Testament and you know, much more history, let alone prophecy to understand. But the angel Gabriel said, Daniel, this is something you need to know and understand. Much of what Daniel wrote about the future of the nation of Israel has already taken place. Some of it is yet to come, and who knows, you and I just might be here to watch it unfold. You're listening to Something Good Radio with Dr. Ron Jones. Today's message, The Future of the Nation of Israel, along with all of Ron's messages, can be heard on demand at somethinggoodradio.org. Use the radio tab at the top of the homepage. That's somethinggoodradio.org. While you're there, be sure to check out Dr. Ron Jones' Discipleship Coaching Experience. Starting Point, A Disciple's First Steps. You'll find it under the Courses tab at the top of the homepage. In Starting Point, Ron takes you back to the fundamentals of the Christian faith and helps equip you to fulfill the Great Commission by making disciples who go and make disciples. That's Starting Point, A Disciple's First Steps. Look for it when you stop by somethinggoodradio.org. Have you ever wanted to visit the land of the Bible and walk in the footsteps of Jesus? Join Dr. Ron and Catherine Jones and the Something Good Radio team for a thrilling Israel tour happening in January 2022. Experience a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee. Walk down the Via Dolorosa. Visit Gethsemane where Jesus prayed and Calvary, where he shed his blood for you. Step inside the empty tomb and see for yourself that your Savior is risen indeed. Is the Holy Land on your bucket list? Experience Israel 2022. Register at somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. To make a reservation or get more information on our trip to the Holy Land, click on the travel icon at the top of our homepage at somethinggoodradio.org. As a listener-supported ministry, Something Good exists only through your prayers and financial support. For your gift today, we'd like to offer you the complete audio download of the series you're hearing now, Mysteries of Babylon, How the Prophecies of Daniel Prepare Us for the Return of Jesus Christ. Again, that's all seven messages in Ron's teaching series, Mysteries of Babylon. This content is available for a limited time to our monthly partners or for anyone who sends a gift today. Give online at somethinggoodradio.org. 
Mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23456 or call our offices at 757-276-1099. This is a description of a time in Bible prophecy we refer to as the tribulation and the great tribulation. It's also known as Jacob's trouble or Daniel's 70th week, still in the future. And it's a time when the Antichrist, this world ruler, will step onto the stage, I believe, following the rapture of the church, which I believe is the next event in Bible prophecy, the rapture of the church. And given the chaos on planet Earth that will ensue and all of that, somebody will step up and say, calm down, everybody. I have a solution to the problem. And he's the Antichrist. That's next time when Ron shares part two of his message, The Future of the Nation of Israel. Join us then for Something Good. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis saying God bless and thanks for listening.